0: episode a lot of news in college basketball and a lot of upcoming games that are real good to talk about but we'll start off with our ap polls so for my ap poll i mean i'm not gonna say necessarily in order because it's kind of a toss-up for all these teams but my top five is staying the same with baylor purdue gonzaga duke and ucla then for my bottom five in our top 10 i have arizona kansas keeping nova added auburn and usc
1: Okay. Yeah. No. I like that. Um, what was the one that you said? You kept Villanova in your top ten.
0: Oh, yes, it did.
1: A risky first uh, pick, scary pick. Yeah, yeah that's no, really... I
0: mean they played really fucking tough teams, I and mean, yeah, they, they kept they in, every they, single one. They kept in with two of them, except for Baylor, and obviously Baylor was just embarrassing. But I mean, every other game they beat Tennessee, they beat uh, fuck, who else did they get? Um. Let me look here. No, I know they got – oh, yeah, they beat Syracuse in Madison Square Garden. I mean, I know Syracuse ain't all that, but still, it's a pretty big win. And then, I mean, yeah, they lost to the number one and number two team in the country and number four. So, it's kind of
1: tough. Yeah, I just think, like, the the test they've had, though, they
0: failed every single one of them.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, they but really they, were, they, in with,
0: they were in the game with two of those games. Yeah. Just Baylor yeah, that's right. ruined them, which we'll get that's to that right. game, too
1: yeah all right um other than mine I have so mine changed quite a bit actually this is a big uh change for me I my I have now have Baylor Duke moved Arizona to three uh he has a huge road win at Illinois um Auburn's four now they might be the best team in the country and I believe that I'll believe it till oh, they until they prove me wrong um bam was five this was before uh last night obviously but i still think they stay in the top 10. i mean they're two two huge wins versus uh, houston and zag outweigh the loss i think versus iona um zag's at six kansas seven i put lsu at eight i know they haven't played anybody but you look at the most points they gave up in a game was 67 i think and it was in an overtime game they have 67 in an overtime game I uh, think the best defense in the country as of this far. Maybe I'm wrong, but, like, as of right now, they just look best uh, with the eye test. And then I go on Purdue all the way to nine. Just haven't, hasn't really looked great since we kind of talked about them being the number
0: one team. And then UCLA at ten. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of surprising seeing UCLA move down that far just because, I mean, they haven't, like, either done anything I'm, or been. Like, yeah. But,
1: uh, I moved them from eight to ten.
0: Yeah, but everything I was going to say about the rest of the teams you have, we're going to be able to talk about them because they've all, pretty much for the most part, all those teams played. So, yeah, I mean, I'll just give my take later on in the episode. Uh, I just got to say something about Luke's list. Um,
1: If we would go past the top 10 and Luke would name off the rest of his list, you guys would be so confused because he threw teams all over the top 25. And I was so confused when he told me his top 25. It is he, like, threw Kentucky out after having him at, like, No, four. no, they're, they're in there. But then he, like, put him back in before all the games last night, and he was throwing teams around left and right, and I was so confused. Yeah, so, like, basically, like, I highlighted, like, three teams. Um Seton Hall, I moved all the way up to 12. Uh They just have so many big wins. It's crazy. Uh Iowa State, I still am at 18. I just don't think all their big wins that were supposed to be big wins are turning into be nothing. Like uh, other than Xavier, Xavier. I love Xavier, so that was a big one. And then Kyra uh, State I have at 22. Those are the three that I kind of highlighted. Yeah, all those are kind of fine, I guess. So, uh, so my list, uh, I started with, I have Baylor at one, Duke at two, uh, Purdue at three, Alabama at four, Gonzaga at five, Kansas at six, Auburn at seven, Arizona at eight, Houston at nine, and Seton Hall at
0: ten. I just think the one thing that jumped out to me was just having Alabama that high after losing to like a struggling Memphis team. I mean, I just want to get your like take on that. I and mean, we did I guess the this
1: was, about we did the um uh, our things before that game. And Luke told me last night when like when I made it, he said, "Nope, you're not allowed to switch it. We we keep we do it before, so I, I didn't switch it." So they wouldn't be there, but, I mean, Luke told me I couldn't switch That's him, why so, five. So I didn't switch mine because Luke didn't allow me to, All right. but
0: I probably I probably would have dropped him actually pretty decently far, honestly. No, yeah, because I had Alabama in my top ten yesterday, too. I was telling you guys about that. I'm like, well, fuck, now they just shit on my whole parade because I was going to talk about Alabama big time, but, yeah, I kicked them off my list. I forgot we were going to keep it, like, when we make our uh, fucking list on Tuesdays. But, um. Yeah, I mean, moving on from our list, uh, Luke. We got a new uh, segment for you guys: buy or sell. You want to take that over? Uh, yeah. So I
1: got I added a team, so I got 13 teams here. We're just gonna like see. Obviously, you know the drill. Like, you can buy or sell? What you think? How good they will be in the during the season or not? So we'll start off. I got Arizona. Uh, I'll let you guys go first. I'll just go last. So Arizona.
0: I fucking I, love Arizona. I mean, these guys. It's the weirdest names for a team ever. I mean, they got Benedict Matherin, and they got Azbulis Tabulis or whatever, and Christian Coloco or whatever. I, But I mean, yeah, that Benedict dude, he's a fucking... I love him. And then, obviously, Coloco. And yeah, we're going to talk more about uh, Arizona later, but yeah, I love this team.
1: Uh, Honestly, for me, I really don't know what
0: to think of um, Arizona. I think
1: that them being in the Pac-12, um, like they'll have like a really good regular season, but like come tournament time, I really like don't know what to expect. So I'm just kind of holding off on Arizona because they haven't really like really shown what they've done. They beat like Michigan, obviously, and Illinois, but those are two teams that have like really been struggling. So I just need them to prove it a little more. So right now, I'm just kind of holding off on Arizona. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be out on Arizona just because of the because they're in the Pac-12. So I can't really see them like having a bad year considering how they started. They're super young, though, which scares me. But the big thing is we'll get to the game, obviously. They show, look like they're veterans playing out there. They're all sophomores and freshmen that play, but they played so well against um, Illinois on the road. So, I mean, they seem like they're grown up and everything. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I like them, though. I'm going to uh,
0: definitely buy with them. They they have a big test in UCLA coming up real soon, mm-hmm. too. It'll be a great game.
1: Uh, second one, I'm going to go Villanova.
0: See, uh, I kept Villanova in my top ten. Obviously, you have them tough losses and everything, but, like, the one thing that I've been hearing about, like, what is tough for Villanova, I mean, if their uh, backcourt isn't, like, playing the way that they should, I mean, they're almost kind of fucked. I mean, obviously, I love Dixon down low, but, like, isn't one of their, like, biggest things, uh, like, fucking, what's called, like, interior defense that they're struggling with?
1: Yeah, yeah he, they got, he got
0: bodied by all those big men for Baylor. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think they're, like, a bottom, like, I w- don't want to say, like, middle of pack, but they're, like, a fringe team, like, middle, like, I can't even say top-tier team, but, like, you know, they're right there.
1: Uh Yeah, so um, I'm going to sell Villanova because, like, like we've already kind of covered, like, they really haven't – they beat Tennessee, but, like, obviously they played, like, a number two and number six and a number two all – at the time, those guys were all those ranks, and they've lost to all of them, and. The Big East is actually, like, really solid this year with Xavier Seton Hall. Uh, they have UConn in there. And I think, honestly, I think all three of them teams will have a easy chance of beating Villanova. And I, I think they'll be, like, a good four or five seed in the tournament, but I don't think they're, like... I was also one of the kids who said, like, they'll be fine by the end of the year. But, honestly, right now, I just... They can't be a good team, really. So, I just can't see it happening. Yeah, this one's a weird one for me because the Big East, I feel like, can be stacked, but... Because I know Providence is – I really like Providence. I like St. Hall, like Xavier, like UConn. But after that and, like, obviously Villanova, it really doesn't seem like good because, like, St. John's hasn't showed much. DePaul is 9-1, but I don't think they're very good. Uh, Creighton, Marquette, neither of them. They're starting to come down to earth. So, I think Villanova will be fine uh, come the Big East. And they'll, like, win some games, obviously lose some games. So, I'm going to kind of hold off on them too because they have the experience
0: and the coaching to do just fine in that conference. Well, I mean, they're – still not very deep either. I mean, no. obviously nobody came to play against Baylor, but like looking at their bench points, they only had six, like Archie Diakno put up a dud and then fucking some Daniels guy. I mean, he played a lot, but he had six points. So
1: yeah. uh Next year I'm going to go USC.
0: Uh I like USC a lot. I mean, obviously mobile, mobile and Boogie Ellis, and then they have two other guys averaging double figures Um that like on um, a colo or whatever off the bench he's like long as fuck and he can score from anywhere i think that's huge for ucla and i don't know i i just like watching him play
1: uh i'm selling usc for now um honestly because they haven't proved to me really anything yet because the teams they beat a lot of them you like you'll never even hear of and i just i don't know how like they're going to compare like Mobley's obviously like really good and boogie ellis like he's he's probably he's pretty decent but have they even played like against like a real solid team and they don't really play one until they play Arizona, which is not until January. So for right now, I'm, I'm selling on them. I don't have, they haven't proven me anything. Uh, I'm with Logan. I'm going to sell because it's a perfect time, 10 and 0. And they go in, obviously starting to pack 12. I think they finished uh, third in the pac 12 behind Arizona and UCLA, maybe Colorado even, or Utah gets ahead of them. Washington Tate's a good team too. So, I mean, there's a couple teams that are iffy yet for the pac 12, but I'm going to, It's perfect time selling USC at 10 and 0. Such a hot start.
0: Well, like for buy or sell, like what are you, what is our, uh, like, limit for it? Like, uh, I mean, are we talking like a team that can, like, or like what, what would be like your, uh, fucking, I don't know, like standards for like a buy or
1: sell? Well, I mean, I basically, so like, I went off this one. I mean, when you start 10 and 0 as USC, if you think they can maintain a, top, obviously, they're 10 right now. If you can think they can stay in, like, the top 15, top 13, obviously, you're going to buy or you're going to hold with them. But I don't think they're going to finish. I think they finished top 25, somewhere in that 20, 25, 7, 17, to 25 range. So, that's why I'm selling at right now when they're 10.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get what you guys were saying. I mean, mm-hmm. This is another uh, – Iowa State. I mean, obviously, Iowa State coming into the year – like, nobody thought they were going to do shit, and they're undefeated. So, I mean, going off of fucking the USC, I mean, do I think they're going to keep up what they're doing? Like, no, not at all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's my take on Iowa State.
1: Uh, honestly, so I, I like Iowa State only for the fact that I just like how they like beat Iowa this year. So, like, it kind of, like, gives me a little bit of push yeah, boost for them. Yeah, I know they do. That's what I'm about to talk about because, like, they haven't really, like, because the teams they've beat, obviously, like Xavier is like kind of right on that edge of like being ranked all the time, and like Memphis, yeah, they just beat Alabama, so like that kind of proves something that maybe it was a decent win. But at the time, Memphis is like that was when they were losing like 40 straight games, and like Creighton, maybe Creighton's not that good. Iowa's not that good. They really haven't played anybody. They only beat Jackson State 47 to 37. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell them because right now they're 11, and I can't really see them staying this high, especially playing the Big 12. And then tournament-wise, like I could not really—I don't know what they're going to do in the tournament because, like, you can't really tell. Maybe after the Big 12, like, see how they do in the Big 12. But I don't see them doing that good in, in Big 12 play because of how good those top teams are. So I'm selling them.
0: 100%, 100% agree. Yeah,
1: I'm selling Iowa State big time for so much money because I don't think they're—I think they're 20 to 25, if even ranked by the end of the year, because they got a stretch. So They got two two easy ones here, but then they go. Uh, Baylor, Texas Tech at Oklahoma, at Kansas, Texas, Texas Tech again. So that's a really tough stretch for in January. I mean, if they can withstand that. Obviously, that's huge for them. But I don't think they can. Uh, I do think they can be a solid team. But like we, like I've been saying, kind of, they have all their wins are not really proven out to be anything because all these teams that are supposed to be so good are not really that good. So I'm gonna sell them big time, and they might not even. be – Ranked by the end of the year, but if they can do, come out of this stretch like 500, then I'll be proven wrong. I think, but I don't think they come out of this 500.
0: Well, I mean, this entire Big 12 is like kind of, I don't know, taking people by surprise. I mean, obviously Baylor just fucking playing unbelievable right now. Then West Virginia, Kansas, Texas Tech even playing good. Oklahoma surprises this week. Texas, I mean, they moved down a lot, but still are a solid team. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, pretty much just I don't know what you guys said. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: Next one's Texas.
0: Uh, I'm selling big time. I mean, there's just – I just don't really, like, like their team. I mean, I like Timmy Allen and, like, Marcus Carr is all right. But, I right now I just don't like Texas that much. Oh, stupid. All right. So, um, I, I – I want to buy Texas, but at the
1: same time, like I want to sell them, but and I don't want to hold them because I think I I'll buy them because like they're seventeen right now, and like obviously they've had the struggles, but I think once like Big Twelve play starts, I feel like they they have to like somehow figure it out. Like they have a lot of talent, and they don't have much size obviously, but like I I'm gonna I'm gonna actually gonna buy them because I think at the end of the year they will still end like in the tournament they will be either a three seed or they will be like right on the edge of three and they'll be get four. I don't think they'll get any lower than that. And I just, I have a, I just think they have to be able to figure it out. So I'm going to, I'm going to buy them. So you think, if you think they're going to be a three, you got you, they have to be a top 12 team then by the end of the year. That's why they're 17 right now. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm buying them. I think I'm going to hold on Texas just because I was so high on them coming into the year. So, I mean, since I was so high coming into the year and they're, not doing very good. I think they can start to pick it up a little bit. But, I mean, until they do that, they they should win some games here coming up. But once they start Big 12 play, it worries me because they're not like, they got all these transfers that are really good, but it's like, can they play together, it seems like. Because every uh, person on their team right now, if you think back to the team they were on, Timmy Allen, they were not, uh, Utah, they were not good. Trey Mitchell was on UMass. They were not a good, they were not a tournament team. Um, Marcus Carr, he was on two bad teams before this. Kristen Bishop. He was on Creighton. That was a good one. But then, obviously, Texas. Then the two kids from Texas, Courtney Ramey and Eric, Andrew Jones, both lost in the first round. So, and the Devin Askew too. Even on their team, he's doing nothing this year, and he couldn't make the tournament last year with Kentucky. So they just don't have a lot of winning guys. It seems like. So I, I'm leaning towards selling them right now, though. You're the guy running. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> next one, Kentucky.
0: Uh see, I mean, losing to Notre Dame is fucking terrible, but uh, I saw that they like had a memorial thing for one of their like great players, and Notre Dame's undefeated on those nights. I guess Notre Dame was just bumping that night, but I mean, if Ty Ty Washington like just plays the way he should, I'm um, buying Kentucky. But they have a huge fucking game coming up. And, I mean, I guess I'll judge it from that. Uh, I'm honestly – I'm just
1: going to – I'm going to sell them because, honestly, I I just don't think they're that great compared to even, like, the SEC teams like that we've seen, like Auburn and Alabama. I just – I don't see Kentucky – I see Kentucky, honestly, just being a team that they might, like, prove us for, like, that little stretch and, like, maybe get up there. And then they'll just have that loss again and go back out. And, like, just drop down in the rankings. So, I, I'm selling them. Uh, I'm going to hold con- on Kentucky because, I mean, they haven't played good. But they're two big games. And you- if you count Notre Dame as big game, Ty Ty Washington has played horrible. And I do- I can't see him doing that all year against these good teams. He's going to have games. They're going to shock some teams. But they still finish probably uh, f- fifth, fourth, fifth in the SEC because – Uh, I mean, Bama's going to beat up. Auburn's going to be better than them. I think LSU can finish higher than them. Um, Tennessee maybe, and then it's kind of like Arkansas and them in that little area. So, I'm going to hold off on Kentucky uh, actually for right now, just kind of hold with them because they can be a good team. I just don't really know yet. I got to see them play
0: more better teams. Yeah, I mean, they got Ohio State coming up, so that should be a big game Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, this next one's kind of interesting. I go Arkansas, because they just come off that uh, – they haven't played anybody, and now they come off this game against mm-hmm. – they get smoked, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, fucking – I don't even know how I like Arkansas right now. Like, that fucking uh, – was it J.D. Note or something like that? I like him a lot, but other than that, I mean, I just – I'm just like not that big of a fan of Arkansas. Like you're saying, like in the SEC too. I mean, that's just really tough. So like right now, I'm gonna sell.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna hold off on them because um they got a lot of like they got they got a lot of experience. They're they old team, a lot of seniors and stuff and juniors. So I think it's a good thing to hold on these guys. And I feel like they might just be like another team that surprises us. Maybe get like a five, maybe in the tournament, which is kind of an upset if you're if you're gonna get a five because it's just guaranteed a twelve beats you. So I'm just gonna hold off on them though, because they got a lot of they got a lot of experience. They'll be fine, I think. I think I'm gonna sell on Arkansas too. I think like they probably had one of the of these like teams that were supposed to be really good had probably one of the worst um, non-conference schedules this year, and then they play Oklahoma first true test neutral site and get absolutely smoked. Not even close. And they just definitely look good. I watched them play against you and I. They like, should have almost lost that game, or it should have been close. They just not really looking like the team I thought they would be. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sell on Arkansas. Yeah. Next kind of I mean it's Colorado State.
0: I don't really know what you guys have thoughts on them. I don't really have much. So I haven't watched them play at all. And like look at the I'm like, oh shit, like Colorado State's fucking undefeated and ranked twenty three now. But I mean I saw like They beat the fucking Brakes off of Laura Roberts early, obviously. Creighton, St. Mary's. They had a close one versus Mississippi State. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to sell. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe they'll be, like, one of those teams in the tournament that, like, knocks off a team or something like that. Or I don't know where they'll be ranked in the tournament. But, I mean, it's just hard to consider Colorado State It's a good basketball team. Yeah, I'm just going to hold on them because if you, like, we just wait, like, a few, like,
1: like a week here, they're going to end up playing Alabama on the 22nd and, or the 21st, and I think that's just going to, like, kind of prove what they are, because if you look at their schedule, it's absolutely nothing, so I mean, and they have one good guy, Luke knows him, Luke knows a lot about him, he's been talking about him for a while now, so they'll probably lose, because when Luke talks him up, you know, they usually lose, um, but you said Alabama is going to show up. they should lose, like, I don't that know, should not be a game they either are It's in. a thing, like, we, like, see, like, yeah. what they're capable because, of. Because, like, so, a team like Colorado State, beating Creighton by that much is huge St. Mary's. That's a huge win. And like Mississippi state's a big win. Those are all really big wins for a team like Colorado state. Oh, if you buy Colorado state, I think I'm, I'm buying them because so obviously they lose to Bama. They come into conference play, not a terrible conference by any means. And so like they come in and they're obviously probably not supposed to finish the year ranked. It's going to be hard for them to finish the year ranked. They lose like two games in the conference. And that's still a good season for them. They still probably make the turnout. I think they get an at-large bid if they can have a really good year. So I'm going to buy Colorado State just for the reason that they don't have much expectation. I really like what. Yeah, I really like that, actually. You explained that really well.
0: (laughs) They should, like, run the fucking table out in the West. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, then that fucking guy... uh... Logan is talking about. I was going to bring him up later, but fucking David Roddy Rich. <laughs> man, he <laughs> sticks 5 252. He's balling out right now.
1: Uh yeah, I got a, three more. Uh Michigan.
0: Fuck. I mean, <laughs> going in and and losing by fucking 20 is so embarrassing. Like obviously they have like the talent on their team and shit, but I mean, fuck, even the Big Tens, like, looking, like, tougher and everything. I mean, just right now, I just, I mean, I, like, figuring, they'll figure it out. Like, I can see it happening, but, I mean, fuck, like, as of now, I got to sell. But, I mean, they're, are they even fucking ranked right now? Like, no. No. I mean, if selling means that they're not going to be ranked, I'm going to, I think they'll end up being ranked, maybe, but, like. Yeah, right now, they're just a bad fucking basketball team. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's like they they have four losses, and I guess you could say two of them – three of them are, like, okay losses. But then the loss to Minnesota is kind of like, okay, what the hell is going on with you guys? And, like, San Diego State was actually, like, a pretty pretty good win because San Diego State's not terrible. And then they, like, absolutely slapped Nebraska, and we're like, okay, maybe they're getting something going here. And then they lose to Minnesota. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I think you got to buy them because – there's no way they – I just can't see a way where they just just stay horrible for the whole year. Like, they're going to have to get – they're going to have a stretch where they prove to us. I feel like they're going to have a stretch where they prove us, so I'm buying. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy Michigan because you still have Hunter Dickinson. I know we kind of, like, hated on him for a, little, for a couple episodes, but I think he can be a top uh, player in the Big Ten. And then Eli Brooks is um a lot of – experience back he's not that good I don't really like him either and but they're freshmen they just need them to step up and they haven't stepped up yet I think once they start to step figure it out figure out their role I think Juwan Howard can f- get them in there and they can have a pretty decent year in the Big Ten because that Minnesota loss I think is actually really bad I mean we're going to get to Minnesota in a bit but I'm going to buy them because at six and four I don't think this team is that bad they're pretty talented they cannot be that bad of a team I, I think maybe I'm just going off Michigan, it being Michigan,
0: yeah, they have Southern Utah, Fort Wayne, UCF, and then Rutgers for the next four games. I mean, they got run the table, these guys, and like have some loud wins. They will lose against
1: Rutgers, though, because it is at Rutgers, you can't beat Rutgers at home.
0: And the uh, what's it called? The uh, Jersey Mike's arena. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, got two more here. Uh, next one, I got we we'll, we'll just talked about Minnesota.
0: Fuck, Nine I one watched, I have not watched Minnesota all year so I'll pass this to coin. Oh, I I'm selling. I besides battle, I I'm selling.
1: I I just can't. No, can't pick Minnesota to be anything. Oh, I don't I don't like Minnesota either. Uh you look at their schedule, it's been horrible. Uh, they haven't played anybody. They lost to Michigan state. Michigan's a big win at Michigan. That's a huge win. Don't get me wrong, but that's an upset upset's happening in college basketball, but I'm selling big time Minnesota. I don't think they're that good of a team once they start playing in the in the big ten'cause big Ten any road game is a very hard to win, so I can't see these guys doing uh much this year at all. yeah uh last one Memphis they oh what, are they six and four now. Something like that. I
0: yeah, mean, no. fucking coin with the OGs there. That's exactly what I'm thinking right now. But I mean, obviously, beating Alabama is fucking huge. Even towards the end of that game, let Alabama back into it. But then, I mean, they pulled away at the end. I, I mean, just because they beat Alabama off a of fucking insane win Alabama had, I don't know. I just, I, don't have enough confidence in Memphis to just completely turn their season around. Yeah. I mean, I think I might actually like, I'm going to buy, I'm actually going to
1: buy Memphis because like, obviously when you look at them getting clapped by Iowa state, then by Georgia, then Ole Miss and then Murray state, you're like this team. But then when you watch them play last night against Alabama, you see like, Penny Hardaway, obviously Luke talked on and on about it last week about, like, all the stuff he was doing and how, like, he was mad and everything. And then, like, you see how Bates, like, Bates barely played that second half. Like, Duran wasn't, like, trying to do a lot. He was just, like, playing his role, like, getting, like, lobbed. I think that's what they have to do because they finally let their seniors and stuff who are supposed to, like, still get the ball, they finally let them get the ball, and then it proved that they they ended up beating number six ranked Alabama. So I'm going to buy them because, like, their schedule won't be, like, easy because it's american it's not terrible but it's not gonna be that hard because obviously it's not that great of a conference yeah i'm buying memphis with a big time i think um this is the perfect time you can do it they're such a high rank going into the year they're not good right now and that this could be i mean maybe it's not maybe it's just a flute game but this could be a huge turning point for memphis beating alabama the way like you watch them play they looked actually like a solid team like they played together they did everything and I mean when when your coach comes out with all that stuff that I talked about last uh last week that's got to be wake-up call for Memphis you don't want you don't want that's so embarrassing as a team as players having your coach come out like that uh talking about you guys so I think they um that's a big wake-up call Knowing that, okay, we can't just do whatever we want. We're not just, uh, we're not the best players in the country. We're not the best team in the country. So I think
0: it's a big wake up call. I think they turn their season around right here. Well, yeah, I mean, if they can play as a team, they can fucking. I mean, they'll be unbelievable. So yeah, they have the talent to beat anybody, and they they proved against Bama that you could definitely tell they were playing more together. And
1: that's what happened. And they win, beat the number six rank. That's all. Is that that's last all game? I got.
0: It wraps up by yourself, but we'll hop into some of the games that happened in the past week. Uh, we'll start with Purdue versus Rutgers. So, what a fucking game. Ron Harper Jr. for Rutgers. He's a dapper dandy, baby. He fucking <laughs> went. The, like, shot the lights out. And then, obviously, the game winner from, I mean, you could call it half court. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt, doubt but – I mean Purdue dominated Rutgers in literally every important stat that we have, and Purdue's shots they just weren't falling that night, and Rutgers just took advantage.
1: Yeah, I mean, rec- I mean it's the Big Ten. Every any um any road win, uh, when you're in the Big Ten, I don't care how good you are, how bad your team you're playing, but I mean they kind of got exposed a little bit. They kind of showed their weak, you saw their weaknesses. Zach Eady has not played great the last couple of games. Uh, Trayvon Williams, I think, is their best player. I don't even think it's close. You look at his last uh, two game, two games, 21-11 and 11, and then 22-12-9. So, I mean, he's been balling out. He's He's been playing their best off the bench, too. He still hasn't even started. So, uh to Rutgers, though. Ron Harper is a hell of a player. I mean, he has been for how many years for them now? So, I mean, it's, like I said, it's always tough to win on the road, and that's just proved it right in this game. Yeah, I mean, Purdue, like, obviously it's college basketball. You know, there's going to be upsets, and this was just kind of proved it. And like Luke said, it's on the road, but it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother story when you play the Rutgers on the road because the Rutgers do not lose at home ever. And that I told Luke that during the game, and it, it proved to happen, and I, I think Purdue's fine after this, but Rutgers just sh- showed up and they win. So
0: I mean, sticking with Purdue, though, they did have that. Went the OT against NC State, and uh, I mean, fuck like Travion Williams and um, fucking Eddie or what? No, I fucking whatever the point guard Ivy. He they both had 22, both balled out. Um, I think starting to see uh, Zach Edie is like kind of a gimmick guy. I mean, obviously, he's still fucking monster, but. I mean, that was just another game where you're like, fuck Purdue. Like, that's probably why, Luke, you moved down Purdue to nine, right?
1: Yeah, it's just um, compared to those other teams right now, they're not playing like like their best basketball. They start, they play their best basketball early. It seemed like obviously they can still get back to it, but all those teams I put ahead of them, I feel like they're playing their, at their best right now. So, but I think Trayvon Williams, like I said, I think he's got to almost start soon. Uh, you would think, unless they really like the, him coming off the bench bad role for him at all obviously he comes in and plays starting minutes he was the second most minutes on the team in this nc state game and in this game it was it felt like if you got got to overtime they were going to win they had all the momentum going into overtime they because they won that fourth quarter by 10 to tie it and then obviously it was just kind of all purdue in the overtime yeah i think i don't yeah like you kind of saying, i don't think there's really a point in bringing trivia like starting in because if like this is a kind of the role like he's playing already like he's playing good there's no really need for you to just kind of like throw him in the starting lineup because you think you like have to because he's playing good. I think you just keep him on the bench and you still play him. Cause like Eddie Edie, whatever way you say it, he like he only played 12 minutes and he didn't, he only had, he didn't have a foul at all. But they still played Williams 33 to 12, like comparing that. And this is like a weird, like a weird game for him, obviously. But you know, overtime, you obviously watch overtime and it was not even close.
0: Yeah. I mean, we can move on from this game. Uh, Baylor played Villanova. Dickie V was on the call for this game, got a crazy standing ovation. Happy to see he's better. But uh, Baylor holding Villanova, like, to that many points, is single-handedly the best defense performance I've ever seen since, like, that Georgia-Clemson football game at the beginning. I mean, it's not even like Baylor was forcing turnover after. They're just, like, getting a hand in the face of every shooter on the court, and they just completely neutralized
1: yeah, Baylor uh, won this game from the tip. Uh, I don't. It was like you watch the replays, you watch the game. It didn't even seem like Villanova could get anything going offensively. They looked way out of their game, and this is how Baylor wants to play. It seems like sometimes because they got the defense, they got how like the only guy like LJ Craig comes off the bench, but then the other two guys off the bench are big guys uh, that just come in and just block shots. It seems like that's their team. They have. Couple guards and then just a bunch of big guys that can rotate through with each other and get how many any points they want down low because of their guard play and they run the break really well. Their big guys do, so that's huge. Uh, it's just so hard to beat this team. Um, obviously, they're not going to go undefeated, they're going to lose some games. That's basketball, it's impossible, it's almost nearly impossible going undefeated in this sport. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Villanova, on the other hand, they played it seemed like they had they just couldn't get anything going was the really the difference. Yeah. I It's probably has to like, be like Villanova shot 22% from the field, 22% from three. Like you look at everybody's like who shot the ball, like not one of them, like one of their pretty at all. And I'm like not- this Baylor team is really good. I'm not going to compare it to last year's team. Cause last year's team, I still think is a lot better, but these guys are just proving that they're the number one team because Before this game, they really didn't have that, like, really challenging game besides maybe Michigan State. And then they come into this game and just absolutely throttle a number 6 ranked Villanova and only give up 36 points. So I'm loving Baylor right now.
0: So this next game, I'm really going to get fired up. Arizona versus Illinois. This is by far my favorite game of the week. I'm pretty sure the people of Champaign, Illinois, were advised to stay inside because it was fucking raining threes. Frazier and Plummer for uh, Illinois, by the way, both lefties, were like Chris Kyle and John Wilkes Booth. Their shots were fucking hitting like crazy. And, like, with the guys down low, they have fucking Godzilla down there with uh, Kofi Coburn. And, I mean, Illinois, I fucking love this team. Getting Colburn back is obviously huge. But, I mean, Arizona pulled it out on the road, played a great game.
1: Oh, no, Arizona. This, like, so I- – obviously people it's not even an overreaction when you're talking about Arizona how good they are after this game uh because going on the road to Big 10 i we just talked about how Big 10 is so hard to win on the road at the Big 10 uh, venue and especially the experience and uh Kofi and junior and senior right there and then Arizona they're starting line up, freshman 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 sophomore freshman and then off the bench, freshman, senior, sophomore. The youngest team, proud one of the youngest teams other than, like, or, Kentucky, you know, to come at, to be at this highly ranked with this type of team, team. That, it shows the amount of poise they had as young teams to withstand that run Illinois went on at the beginning of the game. It looked like Illinois was going to kind of run away with it in the first half if you watch the game. And for Arizona to withstand that run that Illinois came back and took the lead on, it's just tremendous uh, respect to Arizona, the coaching. the I don't know if it's coaching, if it's the players' maturity or what it is, but it's just, uh, crazy how they could do that on the road with such a young team. I think Luke just like explained that absolutely perfectly, really. But the only thing I would really to say is about time like Frazier showed up for Illinois because he's supposed to be a pretty good player. Anything all year, and now he showed up and it clearly helped him. Obviously, this tough loss for Illinois like luke already explained like everything for arizona so but illinois like this is definitely like obviously they lose but i think this kind of like showed like what they can be really because they've been struggling recently and they're still i think they're still in like a better shape than like a michigan right now because of all the injuries they've had so i think illinois is just like this is really good for them and i think it's fine and they'll be fine
0: yeah and piggybacking off of luke too i mean this fucking win for arizona like it was hitting just unbelievable shots, like especially from three. And like they, you'd almost call them like fluky shots. I don't know if you want to call them that, but still, like Arizona still withstood that. They still withstood Colburn and they fucking won the game. And going back to what he's saying about the coaching, like they pretty much tore page right out of like old Gonzaga's team's playbooks of like getting all these like out of country prospects and they're all just like meshing together and playing unbelievably right now.
1: Yeah. I- yeah, exactly. It's just crazy to think, if you show me the box score and you tell me Illinois at home shot 44% from three and hit 16 threes uh, against a super young, four freshmen and a sophomore in the starting lineup on the other side, Arizona, you'd think Illinois won this game pretty handily. But, wow. I mean, everything I already said, Arizona, huge credit to them for withstanding this and pulling out this win.
0: The next game we have, Texas versus Seton Hall. I mean, everything is bigger in Texas except for the rims, I guess, because Texas shot one for 13 from deep, and that's essentially the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, Jared Roden, he's that dude. And Mike Abagio or whatever, he's slow as fuck, but he's big as shit. And that's literally all I have for Seton Hall's, like, scouting report.
1: Yeah, this is another one. I, the end of this game, Texas had chances to, um, tie it, take the lead, but then they come down and it's basically all a couple times it was just watching Marcus Carr, ISO, and he's not like a big guy to take to the basket. He's six two and he just couldn't get, he couldn't do anything and you throw up a bad shot. It's like you got a better shot selection at the end of the game, especially in these road environments that Texas was at. At Seton Hall, it's not an easy place to play. And, It kind of showed uh, what Texas is. They still got to figure out to play as a team. I mean, I think they can get it. They can get there. There's no doubt about that. They're talented enough. But, yeah, I mean, credit to Seton Hall for playing so well at home against a good Texas team. Yeah, what I took from this game was it kind of proves, like, what both teams should be. Like, Texas needs, like, needs a lot of work. The only reason why they're top seven is because – or they were seven at the time, was because their loss was to Gonzaga. So, obviously, like, they'll stay up there. And then, like, Seton Hall, they have all these losses right now. To, or they have one loss right now to Ohio State. And, like, that's that's this is why I think they should be top-ten team because there's so many teams out there right now that all have, like, that one loss or something. And Seton Hall's beaten Michigan, and This is early when they were four. They obviously lose Ohio State, but then they beat Texas and Rutgers. Those are all pretty decent wins. And a lot of teams don't have that many wins that are up there in the t- top ten. So, I think Seton Hall, like, should be in the top ten and this kind of prove where both teams kind of are right now.
0: Next game we have, Ohio State beats Wisconsin. Um, anytime I see Brad Davidson on TV, like, makes me cringe. Like, he's been playing for Wisconsin since we were, like, just an itch in our dad's pants. Uh, Ohio State just out-rebounded the living shit out of these guys. And Wisconsin made less shots than a bartender at a high school prom. Uh, I fucking – Ohio State <laughs> – that's a huge fucking win for them.
1: Uh, Joe, first of all, you're on fire with these uh, oh, jokes not, oh, here. No. Um, no, this is the Ohio State team that we were expecting to start the air. Uh, everyone, they're high on. I, I can't. I don't know a single person that was not high on this Ohio State team that was right there. Getting their best score back, Liddell. You, no, you aren't. No, it's not. High. Um, Wisconsin, though, I think they're still going to be a good competitor in the Big Ten because the experience they have and when your best player. Johnny Davis is an absolute bucket. He can get a buck get scoring every once. Uh, that's always good. So I think Wisconsin's going to be a team, a scrappy team in the Big Ten for sure. Uh, they'll kind of hover around being ranked, being not ranked in that area. But, yeah, I, I do like this Ohio State team starting to figure it out. Um, like kind of like people thought they would be. Yeah, I mean, um, I think like kind of what Luke said, I think Wisconsin's like the only thing they'll be in the Big Ten is maybe like a one or two upset team. That's really all I think they have because besides like Davis, I honestly don't see much out of anyone else besides Davis. Davis is really good. That's it. And like Luke was saying how we all thought Ohio state was going to be good. I was actually one of the people who didn't think Ohio state was going to be good because I thought losing like their point guard, Washington was going to be kind of a big loss. Also the little kid with the receding hairline, you know, Mm -hmm. I thought losing those two guys would be big, but like, obviously Liddell is, I think he's playing a lot better than he was last year and he's really, he's really playing good. And, I picked Ohio State. I said Ohio State was going to win this game by 20 or 30 and they won by 18 so I was pretty dang close. Yeah, and like their schedule, they lost to Xavier, solid team, beat St. Hall, Florida's not a a good uh, loss and then they come turn and beat Duke and then obviously Wisconsin so they've had a tough schedule and they've withstanded pretty well. And that's, Top teams right now all have like them mm-hmm. like a one good loss and then one bad loss and Florida is a lot better of a loss than like Iona for like Kentucky and them teams so
0: yeah I think you got to give Ohio State credit for what they've done so far. The next game we have Oklahoma versus Arkansas. So Musselman for Arkansas gets tossed. I mean it's kind of sad that he did because that kind of took the narrative of the game because Oklahoma fucking twenty ball them. Tanner Groves throw him on my all season first team Ginger Nation. Let's ride. But uh, like I said before, J.D. Notay for Arkansas, phenomenal player on both sides as well. He just couldn't get it going. And that's just like the whole – I think it just dominoed from there for Arkansas. Like, I guess the whole team just, like, didn't know what the fuck to do.
1: Yeah, like we said, this was their first test, and they absolutely failed it by a long shot. They got smoked, blown out of the water. Uh, they had a chance in the fourth quarter. They were right in the game, and then they lose by 15, 16 in the fourth quarter. So that's just – you can't close a game out like that when they have the experience they have. And But Oklahoma is another team that has way too much experience. It almost seems like it's crazy. And they're a good team. They're going to be a scrappy team. They're going to be, uh, it seems like, middle to top of the pack in the Big 12 and definitely upset uh, teams. And there's not going to be surprising upsets. Okay, Oklahoma beat – uh, even like a Baylor or on the or Kansas, like, okay, Oklahoma beat them. It's not going to be even surprising because they're a pretty solid team. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you just said because I think Oklahoma's definitely that team when, like, like, they're in a lot of them stretches. I've noticed, like, with the Iowa State and the Baylors, like, Oklahoma's always one of them teams that is right in there and everybody's like, that might be a game off. But I think when you have to play that tough of a schedule and you have to play Oklahoma in there, Oklahoma has so much, like, they're so old, they finally have a good coach this year, which I think is really going to help them. And then it shows that Arkansas just played the worst teams possible because they come into this game and just get absolutely throttled by Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's no, like, this kind of proves that they're, like, a solid, really solid team. They'll be very, like, they're dangerous if you take them lightly, but it's not like they're crazy good and Arkansas just got throttled. And I don't think they, they – you
0: can't afford that.
1: I wouldn't say finally have a good coach. Oklahoma? Their last coach is pretty damn good. Yeah, but Loyola, and, Chicago, I mean, so I got Arkansas. it up right here. Um, he was there for 10 years, 195 and 120. And he had a team, one. went to the Final Four. The, he, not finally have a good coach, but. Uh, I know, you just think yeah. of Oklahoma yeah. and you're just like coach. like Yeah, no, every team this year that they'll beat, they can beat anybody in the conference, and they can lose anybody. Just, just how they are, just how they show. And they lost to Utah State and Butler, but then beat Arkansas, uh, Florida, which two pretty good wins. So yeah, you just can't take them Miley.
0: Uh coin that vocabulary used, throttled. I'm gonna use that in my next essay after write. That is <laughs> to describe an ass beating. <laughs> but the next game we have Yukon Bonnie I'm just gonna call him St. Bonnie's. I can't fucking pronounce their name. <laughs> UConn, Stonogo and Tyrese Martin, the guy I was talking about last episode, the guy like who's just fucking scrappy and athletic, they didn't even play. But UConn still pulled away a nice victory over St. Bonnie's. Uh, their fucking best player, Kyle Lofton, he didn't play. or I don't even know if he's best player. But, yeah, that definitely hurt them. And like we said before, St. Bonnie's has to go on a tear in the regular season to stay relevant. And losing to UConn, that didn't help at all.
1: Yeah, this is a huge win Uh UConn because when you don't have Sunogo, who is your big guy, best interior player, uh, and then obviously you said Tyrese Martin's out too. So the second and third lead scorers are not playing. And to be, I mean, St. Bonaventure's no pushover. They're a good team. Uh, so when you win the, a good win like that without your two, your second and third lead scorers is huge, no matter who you are, no matter if you're Duke beating a team – like be, like not Duke, uh, Baylor with take their second and third lead scorers and they beat St. Bonaventure. It doesn't matter. It's an awesome win, huge win when you can do that. Yeah, I definitely agree with how you said. Like, you can't like, you can't look over the Bonnies because like they're obviously like they're obviously good. Like they were ranked for most of the year. They only have two losses. Obviously, one of them is to you and I. So that's kind of like you don't know. But like if you anytime you you win a game without your your big guy who is obviously Snuggles really good, like second and third score, it's always a big win. And I think that the Bonnies, this kind of like keeps that this will keep them out of the rankings after losing another game. Because there's, it's hard to get back in when you have that bad of a schedule, when you have two losses. And I really like UConn. I think they actually have a great chance, like, in the Big East and even winning – maybe not regular season, but I can definitely see them winning the tournament because UConn – whenever UConn has somewhat of a decent team, they win it all. So <laughs>
0: – Well, R.J. Cole, I mean, you know he bumps 2014 Forest Hills Drive all the time unless listens <laughs> repeat. I mean, Cole's in his <laughs> – but RJ Cole, he's good shit.
1: Yeah, he's good.
0: Next game we have, Kentucky. They lose to the Fighting Irish. Uh, there must have been a whole bunch of fucking Irish luck in the building. Touchdown Jesus must have turned into Bucket Jesus. But uh, Master Sheboy, he was the only guy who made the bus trip down the South Bend. Kentucky offered no other help for him. I mean, Notre Dame's losses are to St. Mary's, Texas A&M, Illinois, and Boston College. Which aren't the worst, but still, I mean, Kentucky they just need to fucking win this game. Like I just don't know how they blew it that bad.
1: Yeah, Notre Dame's not a good team. It's really there's no excuse for losing. And Kentucky though, like I like I said earlier in this episode, uh Ty Washington is the two biggest games that Notre Dame's not a big game, but it's their second biggest game, has not shown up. He he's shooting in those when they played uh, Notre Dame, he was three for six. He had six points. Uh, Duke, he was three of twelve with nine points. He has not showed up uh, when they needed him, and he's supposed to be their guy. Like if he can't score, and all you rely on is Tashibwe to do everything. Who is a beast? He is unbelievable. But there's not a good team. It seems like like you look at their roster, it just doesn't see, doesn't stand out like it has in the in the uh, previous years. Uh, but yeah. Credit to Notre Dame. It's a huge win for them. Yeah, I mean, like, Kentucky, like, really right before this week, like, obviously they lost because Luke was hyping them up, kind of. It's kind of what yeah. happens nowadays. But, like, maybe, you give me another team that Yeah, I'll talk about that later, maybe yeah. some other day. Um, So, like, to see why, obviously, like Luke said, I think he literally is just their whole team when it comes to games like these. Like, if you, like, just look at, like, Kentucky's lineup, even, like, Luke talked about it, it, like, it's just nothing compared to what we've seen in, like, years before. Like, they don't have any, like, big names. Ty Top in there, Toshiba was in there. But, like, some of these guys, like, you never even heard them because last year, obviously, they sucked. They do have Obi Toppin's younger brother, though, so. Yeah, but Obi sucks. Yeah, that is true. But, like, Notre Dame sucked, and Kentucky, I guess, just I don't know how you lose this game. That's basically all there is to Toshiba. is like, for Kentucky right you now, it's the only consistent thing they have.
0: Uh, the next game we have, Alabama versus Houston. Unbelievable game. Ends in a tip-in that somehow missed, and then they got swatted away by Alabama. So, obviously, Houston players are pretty pissed, started kicking chairs, whatever. Don't blame them. But Jaden Shackelford, he's one of my favorite players to watch in college basketball right now. What got me going was the craftiness of fucking Javon Quinterly, though. Holy shit. I mean... His game against Memphis, he was, like, doing just too much and it wasn't working. But in this game, he's fucking throwing dimes. He was finishing with finesse. It was fucking awesome. And then Houston, if they didn't get in foul trouble, they really could have easily won this game. But uh I was still impressed with their defense on the road versus Alabama. And It was a 9 o'clock game. They The uh, fucking something with the airplane where they had to, like, push the game up. I think that was this game. It might have been a different game. But anyway, the game started at fucking 9 o'clock and... I don't know if that matters, but yeah. But then I guess for Houston Sasser, he fucking balled out. But I don't know if you guys noticed, he kind of wears nerd socks. Like, he pulls them up like all the way to his calf, and it looks fucking weird. But dude's a stud.
1: Um, no, I think you can't. Both these teams, uh, you can't take away uh, anything but good from both these teams. Houston's good. Bama's good. They're both legit teams. Um, Houston dominated on the offensive glass, it seemed like. And they got. that's how they got a lot of their points, was getting offensive rebounds, put them back up for shots. But when you have the Jelly JQ, uh, Shackelford shooting 45 from three this year, and J.D. Dav- Davison off the bench, it's a scary backcourt. The, the, that's a really scary backcourt, probably one of the best in the country. Um, Shackelford just took over this game at the end. He hit big shots, or big shots, or big shot, and – they came on top. I nothing changed my mind with Bama, even in the game we're probably gonna talk about here in a bit. That still doesn't change my mind that they're still a really good team. Yeah, I think so it's always Houston. Yeah, obviously, but I think like it just kind of like cause like say say they call that last goaltending, then now we're talking all about like how Houston's good and mm-hmm. like if like say says Bama wins now, so I think this like these teams are that team these teams just proved that like they're literally were even in this game. Like there was like cause this was literally a call away from us talking about Houston being like a top seven team even from beating in alabama but now that now they, t- they go to two losses and they lose to alabama it's like kind of changes our whole perspective on both teams but like obviously like alabama as the games go on i think that um davidson like keeps getting better and you can see like he keeps playing more and stuff so i think both teams are about the same and like we're obviously going to talk about bama in the next game so that's i'm just gonna leave it at that um what oh shit what was he gonna say um what team is it about? Uh, he, oh, the last call. Um, It it wasn't uh, goaltending. I don't think it was at all, but um, you can't – so they wanted to replay it, but you can't replay it unless they originally call it goaltending, and you don't really want to do that as a ref because you don't want to call goaltending and then have to reverse it. They made the right call, but, I mean, Houston, I understand their frustration, but they can't – you can't replay it if they don't originally call it goaltending, which sucks, but they didn't get a good shot and. They had to throw one up. I don't know. I mean, it, Bama won the game. Uh, it wasn't goaltending, so
0: yeah. And then, for oh, games other than Alabama, their last game just last night against Memphis. Which I mean, obviously, we talked a lot about that game earlier. I mean, if you guys want to add anything more to that, uh, I'll let you do
1: that. Uh, all
0: I had was like Memphis
1: needed this one so bad. And like I said earlier, I think this could be the turning point. Uh, We'll find out. But uh, Bama's defense is not good this year. They literally lost uh, Josh Primo, Herb Jones, and John Petty, who were their three best defenders and three of the best defenders in the country, all on one team, and you lose all three of them. It shows that their defense is not where it should be, where it was uh, last year. And kind of the reason they get – the reason they got all those layups and those threes last year is because you get out on the break and kick – driving kicks for threes, and they just couldn't get those uh, this year. So, that's basically all it was. Their defense needs to step up if they want any shot at winning, uh, make it to the Final Four. Yeah, what I took from it was uh, if you catch Bama on the right night, you can beat them. And it's just like – kind of like a box of chocolates, like Joey always says in her chat. You never know what
0: you're going to
1: get. You never know what you're going to get with Alabama. I think – if you catch them on the wrong time, like tournament time, you say like, you see teams that they just for some reason randomly will have seven straight, six straight good games, and then if family is one of them teams, I think they have a chance of even winning it at all. All you gotta do is stop their. If you can stop their break, which to stop their break is put the damn ball in the hoop, and that's what Memphis did. They scored 90 some points because then they can't get out on those runs and kick out for threes, and where your defense is scrambling trying to find a guy. You can actually set a defense up and they're
0: not that great in half court, it seems like. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, any other games you guys want to touch up on? I mean otherwise upcoming Hmm. games.
1: I want I mean we had um Iowa, Iowa State. There's nothing to talk about. Iowa State.
0: I I skipped that on purpose, but
1: (laughs) I wanted I got some thoughts on Iowa. Go with, Um So, first of all, we're not that good. Uh, People, I mean, I remember talking before the Purdue game, we lost by seven. And even after the game, talking to Bryce and Tom and those, like some other people, Iowa fans I remember at our house, um, like, oh, we got to be almost ranked. Like, no, the one test we had, we lost. I don't care. We lost by seven. A loss is a loss, in my opinion, unless you are, I don't know, unless you're a really bad team, but. So, anyways, Keegan Murray, it just doesn't seem like he's the guy that can be a number one guy without, like, having a number a sidekick because Iowa does not have another scorer, it seems like. He needs a tandem with him. Um, and Until that tandem comes and shows itself, we're not going to be a good team. And Toussaint has, doesn't really – he had a, he didn't even score. He has zero offensive rating in this game. I don't – me and my dad are not a fan of him. Uh, I think he's a good defense player and but you can get out of control so I mean we just don't really have a team right now it seems like if you really watch Iowa play they just don't see like Logan watched the game it they just don't have an offensive flow they don't have a go-to guy so it's weird but credit to Iowa State um they defended the hell out of us and got us to not even run offense we don't even look like we're running offense sometimes that that's what I'm about to say like if you watch that game you're like Who on Iowa could you give the ball and ask them to score? There's not one. Like, maybe it was just that game. Like, they had an off net, but I don't think you can say that because, like, this is the first good team they've really played and they did not have one guy on offense that could go out there and just score. Like, their best player, Murray – had, what, two points? How many did he end? With? He had zero at half and didn't score till like, five minutes into the second half. So, like, that just proves, like, your bet, your lean score. He was leading the nation in scoring. Yeah, he is. But we lost three in a row, and he has not really shown up in any of them. Yeah, exactly. Like, then now you're playing – Are they a lot better teams, too, aren't they? So, like, I just don't think you have a guy who can get a bucket. Maybe j in his sixth year can really, like – you know, just... No, I definitely think the most reliable guy right now, and, like, you talk to any Iowa fan, everyone hates him, which I don't know how, as an Iowa fan, you can hate Jordan Bohannon because of how many big shots he's hit for us and what he's done for us. Like, I don't even care. He's had bad games. I like Jordan Bohannon as a player. But he seems like the only guy that we can go to for bucket. That's all you really – because, like, who, who can really, like, shoot on your team besides J-Bo from, like, three. Pat, Pat McCaffrey, but you never know what you're gonna get when he shows up. That's about it, isn't it? They're a weird team. Um, not not a great team. Let's just say
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wasn't home to watch this game, but uh, one thing I want to say about Iowa is they completely ruined my like viewing experience when watching Xavier because Nungi off the bench is like fucking unbelievable, and all announcers want to talk about. So he's from Iowa and all this Iowa team miss him right now. He drops fucking 31 and 15 the other night. It's like, holy shit, you gotta be kidding me.
1: He's he I love uh Nunji too. Like I would can you imagine if we had him this we start Philip Rabraca Rebracha and he has not scored. He averages uh like no points. It's limited roll. Um <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's not going to have the average that much just because of, the, like, the team we have. He's just kind of coming into it. We've had this team for the last couple of years. But if we had Nunji as a start, starting big guy, would help us tremendously. 100%. I mean, that's – you need a big guy, really. Like, that's how they've been playing the past – what, since Garza's been killing it. And then you lose – like, I don't know what Nunji thought of leaving. Maybe he thought he couldn't be the next Garza or something.
0: So, uh, moving into upcoming games – we have first Villanova versus Creighton, so Creighton, Ryan Hopkins, and uh, fucking young Ryan why are you nemming so hard. I mean, other than that, I don't know if fucking <laughs> Creighton that well, but uh, Villanova definitely need to fucking win this game. I believe it's at Creighton too.
1: Um, yeah, it is. I think this game uh pretty handily. I Creighton just lost to. Arizona State last night yep. so I think they should be able to handle them but I guess well, I guess we'll wait to find out <clears 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 <throat> yeah in the crowd. I don't
0: really know what to think of. I don't really know what
1: to think of Villanova but I think Villanova's gonna win i don't I don't really expect Creighton to beat Villanova because I think besides Villanova playing like obviously like those top teams, I don't think Villanovas gonna lose to a team like Creighton.
0: Yeah, then uh, right after that, they play number 22, Xavier. I mean, we just talked about him, but fucking Jack Noddy's playing unbelievable. That's all I got to say about him. They got, definitely need to win these two down the stretch for Villanova.
1: Yeah, I mean, the you got to at least win one of them for sure. Uh, they should beat both of them. I think Xavier's – they're home against Xavier, so that helps out tremendously. But, but don't – I mean, I hope uh, I get a good line with this one because I like Xavier a lot this year, but I think Villanova should handle him. To so take Villanova. Yeah, I think Villanova should win the game. But I, I think I think Xavier's gonna win, honestly. Cause like we've said I'm gonna have to wait to see what the line is because if it's like seems like a rat I'm taking Xavier because Xavier, I love Xavier. I think I think Xavier's gonna win because like we've said before, Villanova's like defense inside is like struggling. And I think Xavier has Nunji and Nungi's playing really good. So I think I'm taking Xavier.
0: No, yeah, I do like that take. I mean, obviously it's gonna run through him. I still don't know why he's coming off the fucking bench. It really doesn't make any sense, but I, I wanna mean, know when I...
1: Xavier's one guy's back. You know, if they ain't broke, don't fix it. He is them. supposed to he was preseason biggest player of the year and he has not played a game this year.
0: Just Xavier. like Auburn
1: doesn't have the one guy, their leading score from last year. Yep.
0: Next game we have Tennessee versus Memphis, huge in-state rivalry game. Uh if Chandler is on, like I fuck, I wrote this yesterday before even watching Memphis, but I if Chandler's on, which I mean it's kind of like weird to think cuz he's like not been like the best, but I mean I think if he's on Tennessee wins, like it's going to be an insane crowd, but is this at Memphis cuz that court fucking sucks one. <laughs> I'd be like it's hard to play on. I hate
1: that court. It's like it looks it. so cool, but I would hate to like, would hate playing on play on it. Um, hold up, hold up. I think it's but it's I, neutral,
0: just it's neutral. I mean, I think if I I would like to look at the line too, like what Luke was saying earlier. But if fucking Memphis plays the way they did against Alabama, I mean, holy shit, we got a completely flipped Memphis team. If they can go beat Alabama and then Tennessee, that's a huge fucking win.
1: Oh, no, for sure. Memphis. And then they go – they have a couple easy ones until they start their conference. But, yeah, this is a huge win. Neutral site. I mean, it depends – I really have no clue, like, who's going to win this game. Because Tennessee – mean, and Logan were talking about Tennessee. We're not high on them. But then again, Memphis, we're not high on them either. I just don't want to overreact with them yet. That is – like, I was really thinking, like, in my head before you like, even said that, I was like, I've been talking like Tennessee, and Memphis – Finally wins a game, you could say, against a good team. I'm just going to ride with Memphis because I feel like they think they got to win. Like, like, it's a big win to beat another ranked team back to back. Kind of bounce their season back. So, I'm going to take Memphis, but I wouldn't be surprised if this game goes into, like, nine over
0: and nobody wins.
1: <laughs>
0: well, uh, the next team we have, Gonzaga versus Tech. So, Tech, they have five guys averaging double digits, and they're just long as fuck. Um, obviously Gonzaga will win this game. Like, they've had a really tough schedule the entire season. I mean, then they did good against fucking uh, what team was that? I don't know. But still, I mean, obviously the guard play for fucking Gonzaga needs to be way better. But, I mean, I just don't think that Texas Tech will be able to beat this Gonzaga team. I don't know.
1: I think uh, Gonzaga at home, I think they, they handle them pretty well. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm oh, it's sure. neutral. My bad. It's neutral, but I still think, um, Gonzaga handles them just because you win this game and they are absolutely just coasting through the rest of the year. Like, it, you start their conference and their conference is not good. So, oh, uh, this is a huge win. It's one of their last, like, real tests and they've withstanded their tests pretty solid. I mean, two and two. You tell me going into the season, Texas, UCLA, Duke, Alabama, you go two for two. Uh two and two in that, I'd say it's pretty solid. Uh for for considering what they lost and what these teams gained. So if you can beat Texas Tech two, count that as a marquee win. You go three and two in that in those five games. That's huge. Uh so the last two times we've talked about Gonzaga, I picked Gonzaga to lose. So I'm gonna take Texas Tech to win. And it's gonna happen. I don't know why, but it's gonna happen. If it was at Gonzaga, I'd take Gonzaga, but it's not at Gonzaga, so I'm taking Texas Tech. No reason why, it's just gonna happen. Yeah. I like Texas Tech until you, like, look who they played, and it's, just, like, nobody. Yeah, I know, but I'm still, for some reason, going to take Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, anybody <laughs> can win. Anybody can win anybody.
0: Yeah. Next game, we have Seton Hall versus Iona. So, Iona, huge wins over Liberty and Alabama. And, um, I mean, fuck, like, is – shit, is this that Iona? I don't know. I think Seton Hall playing against Iona, it's going to be a really tough game. Don't want to keep repeating myself. I'd love to look at the line. But as of now, if uh, Dern keeps playing his ass off, I'll take Seaton Hall. Or fucking what's his name? Roden. Really? My bad.
1: It's neutral. Neutral site again. Um, I think Seaton Hall should win, but this is a scary game. I own as a scary team, no matter who they play, just because you got – they're not a bad – they're always good. They're always a tournament team, and they can beat anybody – Anybody they want, yeah, I mean, their only losses this sh- or their- where's that? Yeah, their only losses are to Belmont and Kansas, two pretty good teams. They beat Bam. Uh, Yale's a good. I mean, Liberty's a good win. There's pretty. So I mean, they're not. They're a pretty good team. I think Saint Hall should win because they are be- they are the better team on neutral site. Usually that happens. You would think, but I mean, Iowa's gonna stick around. They're gonna make it tough. Uh, I'm honestly the opposite. I bet Eton Hall wins by twenty or thirty this game. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I just that's what I'm thinking honestly. Oh yeah, if I can get a line, a double digit line, like close. I don't know. Yeah, it's scare I can. Me. I, that's feeling like it's gonna do because that's the same thing that's happened with like mini games. Yeah line, you're telling me, like, there's no shot. Yeah, if it, and, and then it always goes reverse. What and I it's saying, close, so I think you're going to go Iona, but if it's like double-digit, you got you to gotta take the better team, Satan Hall. That I, would, I would do that, too, them. for you because every time we've talked about those lines, I'm always like... Ken had by eight. Eight?
0: Yeah. Ken Pump had Seton Hall by eight, so... Then, uh, right after that game, Seton Hall has uh, St. John's. I mean, that, uh, like, Champagne guy or whatever for St. John's. I just call him Champagne to make it easier. But he might have to score 30 to win to beat Seton Hall. But I think Seton Hall beats breaks off these guys. I'm not really a St. John's believer at all.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like Seton Hall. Um, first home game of – conf, first conference home game they get this year, I think they you got to come out fired up, except especially against a team like St. John's who has two really, really good players. But other than that, awful. So I mean, you you can let Champagne get his, you can let Posh Alexander get his, and still beat him by twenty. Kansas did that, did exactly that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you gotta say one thing. By twenty or thirty, <laughs> they're my sleeper team this year. I'm gonna ride with St. John's. No, oh, Saint Hall. Yeah. yeah, well, Syracuse is gonna win the tournament. So <laughs> no, don't, Nobody knows what to do in that zone, but <laughs> except but for seen... big news teams.
0: All right. UCLA versus UNC, very interesting game. I mean, all right, so Lou just told me it's a neutral site. I'm going to take you, UCLA big here. I mean, UNC, the start of the season, we're like, this team fucking, they're not good at all. But then ever since that Tennessee game, they've been scorching hot. So that makes this, like, way more interesting. But uh, UCLA, Jamie Jacquez is fucking stepping up like crazy and being, like, almost like, their fucking main guy. I mean, obviously you got Zhang, then uh, fucking who's that lefty? Like, well, I don't know. I all around UCLA love their team. I think this is a huge statement game with Arizona coming up soon. So UCLA's got to be the brakes off of these guys.
1: I think yeah, at North Carolina, uh, North Carolina wins this. At UCLA, UCLA wins. I think neutral site. UCLA wins. I think. Um, like you kind of you said. China. I got is the two, two guys, guys um, Caleb Love, Love and oh, is it the uh, Love and RJ Davis? Davis. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Garcia it seems like is one of their best players too. Cool. Obviously, he's good, but I think Caleb Love and RJ Davis, if they can't get it going, they're not a good team. And UCLA uh, played- is pretty good defensive team. They have they were last year. It's kind of what, how they won most of their games in the tournament. So I like UCLA because it's a neutral site, and I think they got the more experience uh, with that. Big guys down low, Baycott they can kind of handle. So, yeah, I'm going to go um, with UCLA. Um, and everything can change, obviously, <laughs> once I see a line. My whole thought process changes when you see just a number, but right now I'm going to UCLA. Honestly, I absolutely hate UCLA, not just because I, like, maybe, like, Living in the hype, they ruined my bracket last year. Like they beat like a bunch of teams. Like why would I like this team? No, you don't have to and, like, like a team. I don't to care, bet Luke. Them you, to win. No, Luke. Just, no. put that aside. And this is win some so. Money. This is why I'm picking North Carolina. <laughs> and hey, I've been right. I hate Gonzaga, and I was right the last two times. So you can shut up, Luke. But I'm taking North Carolina because I just I want I want to see UCLA like go down to the rankings because where I think they should be, and I don't think they should be top four. I think they should be like that ten range, maybe.
0: I don't think they get a and lot of
1: respect. They're not going to get a whole lot of respect beating North Carolina a team they should beat. You know what I mean, though? No, but I'm saying that's why they yeah. lose. It'll help. But, like, to your point where you want to see them drop, I don't think them beating North Carolina is going to move them up or down. It's just going to be like, okay, they beat North Carolina. They should have beat them. They should smoke them. They were, they're not even ranked. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I want them to lose. Yeah. So, but, then they do drop. Yeah. But, like you said, if they win, it's not going to, like, If they win, it's like their resume. If they win, it's like oh, they beat a they pretty pretty they beat a pretty solid North Carolina team. That's receiving votes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Neutral site. I mean, like I said, it can go either way. I agree with you guys on the neutral site. Like obviously, if it's at Chapel Hill, yeah, I'm taking North Carolina. Carolina. Although Iowa did beat them at North Carolina one year. I was lucky. Marcus Paige (laughs) was playing too, wasn't he? Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: (laughs) The next game we have Marquette versus Xavier. Why the fuck did I not bring this up earlier? Anyway. Marquette is another one of those sneaky teams that you don't really know what to expect. Um, I mean, I'm going to take Xavier to win this game. Like, I think they win big still. I mean, I don't know, though. Like, Marquette's just one of them teams.
1: I'm taking Xavier uh, big. I think they're home. Uh, I think Marquette kind of comes down to – they started off really great and like got, kind of got a little hype after they beat Illinois, West Virginia, and then – they lost some games. So I think they're going to start to come down to earth what they should have been to start the year. So I like Xavier.
0: One real quick, Logan, um, Xavier, they're holding their teams at 60 points a game and they're scoring 75. I mean, that's just an interesting stat that fucking I looked at. I'm like, oh shit. Like I didn't think Xavier's is like even that kind of team.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, what is it? Marquette has good losses. Like Luke just said it or just had it pulled up there. They lost to the what was it? They lost the Bonnies, Wisconsin, and UCLA. So, those are all good losses. But if you look at Xavier versus Marquette, there's no shot Marquette wins this. So I'm taking Xavier.
0: Then uh, fucking Marquette also plays UConn, I believe, and I think this will be kind of the same breakdown that we're on.
1: Yeah, it's about the same yeah, very right
0: similar. Point. You could say uh, give me uh,
1: it's like we all got UConn now. UConn. One. Marquette's home, but I don't think it matters. UConn should have their guys
0: back. I'm not sure, though.
1: I'm Yeah, I'm guessing that's just going to be UConn. I think we all agree on that.
0: UConn, do it. Anyway, Providence versus UConn. Fucking kind of big games for UConn this week. Uh, Providence, they've beaten Texas Tech and Wisconsin so far, but will be traveling literally like right down the street to a good UConn team. This should be an insane environment, but it's at UConn, and I like UConn. To win, fucking, I mean, it could be close. Like I said, it's fucking just insane situation going on, you know. to be a lot of hype around this game. I would like UConn, though.
1: Um, Logan, you go. Jesus Christ. All right, yeah. I'm taking UConn. I really like UConn this year. So, I'm definitely taking UConn. And now you're going to hear Luke talk all about his from a phenomenal pick. No, I don't know. That's the thing. That's why I put it over to Logan. Oh, I thought you were going to pick the, the Friars. I mean, I really like them this year. Uh, at UConn, going to be hard to win at. I think if UConn does not have their two, Sunoco and Martin. that other guy, yes. Um, I think I like Providence, but I just don't know the I agree with that. Uh, injury update on them, so... Obviously, if they play, I'm taking UConn. If one of them plays, I'm taking UConn. If they're both out still,
0: I'm taking Providence. I agree with that. Good take. The next game we have, Ohio State versus Kentucky. I love Ohio State. Master Shibway is going to have his hands full of these Ohio State bigs. And Kentucky has played like nobody all year. Um, I'm going to take Ohio State.
1: Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to just the way each team's playing. Uh, Ohio State is, is on a roll right now, so I think I'm going to have to go with them. Neutral site again. Uh, Kentucky is just – until they show something, you kind of got can't really bet on them. Yeah, there's another one of games where we know they're playing in a big game. Tai is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Toshiba's going to be the only one there. And with the bigs that Ohio State has, like, Toshiba's not going to guard Liddell. No. There's no shot. He can't. Liddell's too so guard uh the other one that popped off against Um Dube. Key Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's really cool. I I, I'm taking Ohio State, Kentucky.
0: yeah. I, I want Kentucky
1: key? to do something, but they, they, they ain't doing nothing. I'm taking Ohio State.
0: Next game we have Arizona. I believe it's at Tennessee. I mean, we've been talking up Arizona huge this episode, and I like Arizona huge. Even though I'm a fucking Tennessee guy, I like Arizona to win this game by like a pretty good margin.
1: This feels like a perfect spot for them to lose, though it seems like I know I mean, that's the
0: thing. I just going to on the road
1: there. because there's no way they get through this stretch: Tennessee, UCLA, USC, all on the road without losing. It seems like almost two of them. Yeah, I because so I
0: better I, I mean we just
1: praised Arizona for going on the road to Illinois, but to do that three times in a row, it's just with this young of a team. Obviously, I praise the team they were and how. Like, old, they made themselves look when they beat Illinois on the road. But I, what, they're going to lose two of these games, I think. I really have a feeling. And I think it starts with Tennessee. I think Tennessee beats them. But i still going to love Arizona the rest of the year. I'm going to love them. They're a really good team. I just think this is a team that – this is a game that they get knocked off. Honestly, though, here's what I'm seeing. Because, okay, obviously, I think Arizona, honestly, I bet they beat Tennessee. No, they're going to lose to Tennessee. I can see them losing to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But I can also – I bet they – I guarantee they beat UCLA. And I bet they lose to USC. I can see you, I can, I can see USC and Tennessee beating them more than UCLA will beat them. I, 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 that. I don't think they get out of there. Uh, if they can get out of there two and one, I, I personally think USC will be the toughest one for them. I don't know why. Yeah. I just feel like that last because after you play two of them, then the uh, third, the uh, third one, because you say you lose both of them, you're like, oh, shit, we already lost two on the way, yeah. like you're already down, and then say they win both. It's like, wow, they're yeah, so hyped I, up. And then they got that last one last I think I forget Two about. and one coming out of that stretch is phenomenal. And they well, s- can't forget they played Cal Baptist right before. Yeah, Cal Baptist is Luke's favorite team. You know, they're going to get like a number, they're going to get in the tournament, and I guarantee you have them win in the first round. They're going to be like a 15 and you're picking the win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tennessee, though.
0: Do we know where this game's at? At Tennessee. Oh yeah, fuck. You know how them people roll I mean,
1: honestly the no the the Tennessee game will like set up that whole stri- that three-game yeah, stretch that three game stretch. Yeah. Whatever happens in that Tennessee game will show us like mm-hmm. what's gonna happen through that three game stretch.
0: I don't know. I guess I just fucking rolled the tr on from this podcast. What I mean yeah, I mean everything you guys said makes total sense. That's fucking coin flip for me. <laughs> well and, and like just like you
1: you look at um Ken Palm, it literally has them losing these three that we just talked about and then winning the rest. So, it's like, it's weird. And it's even crazy because, like yeah, you see her in there Yeah, it's
0: it's just a weird thing, but I
1: don't know. All close ones, though.
0: The next game we have, number 23, Colorado State versus number six, Alabama. I mean, if Alabama plays basketball, they know the play. I'd expect they blow the door wide open on Colorado State.
1: Uh, it says semi home. I think that means neutral. Well, yeah, but the other ones say neutral. I know, but what is semi-way, semi way? Semi semi way. Where do they play Zags at? At home. No, <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow, whatever. <laughs> I think Colorado State. This is a big uh, prove it game for them, and they have nothing to lose. I don't think they win. I do. I think Bama does win, but I don't be surprised if Colorado State knocks them off just because it's like. It, they have nothing, it's one of those games. You have nothing to lose, and Colorado State comes into it. Literally, you play them, and then, like, we kind of talked about already, they just play the rest of their schedule. You just play these guys tough, come out of here pleased with your performance, win or lose. If you come out pleased with how you played, compared to Bama plays them, then they got the gauntlet of the SEC coming up the rest of the year. I like um, Colorado State to keep this close and might even win this game. I, but, like, you look at sometimes when Alabama plays teams like Drake, like, some of these games mm-hmm. are way too close. And I feel like Alabama, I don't know why, but the players on that team are definitely a team to overlook people. And I feel like that is one of the reasons why they don't show up all the time. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I'm taking Colorado State because I feel like Colorado State's can going to come out just ready to win. Like, that's – Oh, they're going to leave everything on the like floor. Like you said, there's no reason – There's this doesn't affect them at all. Alabama comes into it and they're – like, do you see with all these other scores? Like, they're going to go on to it, overlooking them, because they're, they're ready to prepare for the SEC, because their next game after that is Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, I'm taking Colorado State.
0: And now, this, this is, is on the – I should say that if Alabama is the way they should. Oh, is,
1: they should smoke That's the
0: thing. If
1: <laughs> Bama does, we don't yeah. know. It's their, like, and like chocolates. And, like um, – well, I just had it. Uh, if you – so, like, a good team – let's say this was, like, uh, for example, LSU's defense – Them playing a bad team, they can win because that's how you kind of win those close grind out games. You win on the defensive end, yes. Bama, though, if it's close to grind out game and they can't stop, get a stop, a huge stop when you're up six, get a stop, get a three, or get a stop, you know, and you know they're shooting a three, or even if you're losing, get that stop, come back. But more importantly, winning, get a stop, and then come back and make it bigger, climb that ladder. I just don't see Bama being able to do that against a bad team, putting them away. You're, they're going to be – Colorado State can hang around with a team that can't play defense. 100%, especially with – what's his name yeah. out there? Joey loves David,
0: him. I know he knows his name. David Roddy Rich. He's a fucking animal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: David Roddy Rich.
0: Average is 20-7. I mean, holy Yeah, tomorrow. he's a bucket. <laughs> I mean, I just – when I made my first day, I totally just forgot about how Alabama's box chocolates and <laughs> no, what you said though
1: was 100 percent right.
0: You, like, obviously you think if
1: you think they're gonna come out, you you hammer them like you like you could write like a four page paper about why <laughs> Alabama's good, but then like and your then, conclusion has to say, but they're like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get, so never trust them.
0: <laughs> fucking persuasive paper, you might as well end up because I mean you can't just <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, fuck. that wraps up everything in college basketball. Huge show for you guys. Do we got anything else we want to talk about?
1: Yeah, there's just the one more game. I just uh, – at Oklahoma State-Houston, it's not, like, a crazy game at all, but I did say that one before. Yeah, I I think Houston should beat them. It's neutral site. Uh, Yeah, but, but a- Avery Avery Anderson or whatever his name is, yeah. Lippy, got the big lips on Oklahoma State. He he was he was one who like when Kate Cunningham yeah, played was, bad. Yeah, Kate Cunningham plays bad. Avery Anderson, yeah. he was there I like every Houston time. because Oklahoma State just Oklahoma State like has no like reason to play. Exactly. Like they just like don't care. I think they're all just trying to get their NBA. It's kinda of like a JUCO team right now.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, but I mean Coin, how's high school basketball going?
1: Uh we we lost one of our games like last the other week, so but it's hate week this week, so it's about all that's going yeah. on.
0: Um any words.
1: Uh War Eagle. Um <laughs> Wake Force is um receiving votes. Oh no, they're not. Yes they are. Really? Oh, well that's
0: all. <laughs> uh thanks for listening. Well see you next week three. And uh, yeah, go follow our Instagram page. We'll have a bunch of shit on there. So uh, thanks for listening.
1: All is tipped. There you are. you for your life. You're a shooting star.
0: All those years, no one knows. Just how hard you work. But now. That one shining moment you reached deep inside In one shining moment you knew you were alive
1: Feel the beat of your heart, feel the wind in your face It's more than a contest, it's
0: more than a race